love unlocks on this Friday. It is uh, it is Friday, and it's I don't know how it's what it's like where you guys are, but we are having a very hot day in Cape Town. It's very weird, like uh, the warm mountain winds are blowing. But uh, it's a it's a great day to talk about how God's love unlocks our lives, and that is what this show is all about. So thank you for joining us. Um, welcome to everybody that's joining us for the first time, uh, and welcome back to those who have been here a few times already. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for sharing this as well. Uh, if you are watching and you think other people can also benefit from some hope, some encouragement, some inspiration, please share that right now from the platform that you're watching on to your family, to your friends. We would really appreciate that. Uh, we've got a very special guest today, uh, an amazing man of God that really inspires me. Uh, before we get to him, I just want to tell you guys about something special that's starting next week. My wife and I are doing a online marriage course over 10 weeks. It's for not just for married people because uh, we found that we actually needed to know these things before we got married. So if you are single, if you are uh, in a serious relationship, if you are engaged, and of course, if you are married um, and you want to get have a real conversation about uh, you know what marriage is about, what it should be about, and whatever things you may be struggling with, how to fix those things, please join us for Let's Talk Marriage, uh, which starts next Thursday. We're going to go for 10 weeks on Thursday nights at quarter past nine in the evenings. Uh, that's for a simple reason of then our kids are asleep. <laughs> and, uh, and then we can have a chat together with you. So please join us for that. You can go to the link in the description uh, or go to Quick It and search Let's Talk Marriage. We would love for you to join us for that. Um, but for now, I want to tell you about the, uh, my guest for the day. His name is Hilton Peterson. He comes from a little town uh, outside of Robertson called Ashton. And uh, when, I, when I met him, it was through Luis Obala, who was my guest yesterday. And it was to do a, a show called The Jesus Collective. Not really a show. It's more like a ministry opportunity where uh, and it's I'm going to I'm going to ask him to tell us more about that um, but this is this is Hilton in action uh, this is what it looks like at a Jesus Collective event it's exciting it's awesome there's great music people are enjoying the presence of God it is really something special to witness and you can see there I'm also next to Loiso doing its time um I I must learn I must learn om te loop om te dance and uh, and so on the quirkies to sing. It, it was an amazing experience. And uh, but what's what's more ex what's more amazing is the story behind all of this. So I'd like to welcome our special guest, Mr. Hilton Peterson, all the way from Robertson. Yay! Welcome, sir. How are you? Oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Let's try that again. How are you? <laughs> I'm good at you, sir. I'm <laughs> um, very well, thank you. Thank you so much for making time and joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. Great stuff. Um, so I I like to get to know people uh, and to get to know them better and to also introduce them to those who are watching and enjoying this with us. Um, and uh, so I, I always like to know about people's family. So before we get into your your story of how you met Jesus and and your back your backstory, I would love to know um, if if you can tell us a little bit more about your family, where you guys stay. Um, I th I think you have a house in Joburg and in Robertson. 
But you're doing yeah. lockdown. You're doing lockdown in Robertson. <laughs> no, I was just here for the week. I'm going back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay, because the family is in Joburg, right? Yeah, the family is in Joburg. Yes. All right. So yeah, please, please tell yeah. us a bit more about them. We'd love to. We'd love to know who they are, yeah. what they like, and yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a, um, a husband um, and a father uh, of two boys. Um, I'm married to Alicia, and I've got my son Hilton Junior, and I've got a little bit, a little Ari. He's now one year and three months. Wow. Uh, yeah, so he's one year and three months, and uh, yeah, so we. I came down on Monday for to use a collective event, and so obviously. Then I'm um, going back tomorrow again for obviously to be there for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be good. Um, yeah. How long have you guys been married? Um, I've been married now for eight years. Um, for eight years, um, we got married in 2012. Yes, okay. 2012. Yes, in in December on our son's birthday. Um, but he, he, he was already three years old at the time. Uh, yeah, so we picked the date. Um, so we never celebrate the anniversary. It's always the birthday. Okay. Um, yeah. So 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 yeah. So we've been married for eight years, and we're living in Johannesburg now for around about thirteen or well, I've been in Johannesburg for almost fourteen years. Yes. Okay. And if if you had to uh, if you had to choose a word to describe your wife and your your boys. Each of them, what what first word comes to mind for for the for the three of them, right? Yeah, yeah for the three of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, for for my wife, obviously, um, it it is a. Um, I was just saying that today it's it's the day of where we're celebrating or well, commemorating and remembering the passing of a of 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 a grandmother who was basically my uh, mother, wow. and she she passed away on on the nineteenth of June. And uh, I just reminded her this morning, you know, um, that 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 everything of 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 Mama Led that I saw, I I I can see now that it's it, it is basically on her, mm. and she just needs to take that legacy further, you know, uh, a person that kept the house together, a person that obviously uh, loved the family, love love her sons. <laughs> She's yeah. definitely a loving a son. Um, and 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 that is that is what I see in a, that 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 love towards towards her family and her immediate family. That's 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 the beautiful thing. Um, when when we met before, we we actually I come from a family that we didn't had uh, family time because I was explaining to people my grandma, who was obviously our pillar in in the Peterson and Mormon family and Jasper family. She was the pillar for our, and then she passed away in 1998. And then before that, we were obviously a, a, a family. But then when she passed on and went to be with the Lord, the, it's almost like just the family just, just you know, just disbandled and dismantled and, and, and just broken up into different pieces. Everyone went their, their own way. Sure. And, um, um, and and that's normal, as I could see, when you, when you lose a loved one that actually was the pillar. The glue. And yeah. Exactly, the glue of everything yeah. is. And so I just reminded her today, you know, it, it, it is time that we, those who are left behind, we need to find the glue now to, to, to bring this family together, you know, and God, you know, has already ordained this person, but in, I mean, I've seen all the, the qualities that was in her grandmother, that's also in her, you know, sure. and uh, um, um, yeah, for, for, for my, my son, Hilton Jr., um, I, I, I always had this dream of, you know, wanting to be this this great cricket player. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and this 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 guy just loves soccer, man. He's just uh. soccer. Man. <laughs> so he's a soccer man, and I always hear that I have to. I'm busy living out my dream, and but he's a he's an he's an awesome sportsman. Um, um, he he plays well cricket. He's an all rounder. Also plays well rugby. He's good at soccer. So he loves sport. And, awesome. and, and, and Fortnite TV game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like most of the kids nowadays. So. Yeah. So, so Fortnite, PlayStation, and um, yeah, but he's, he, he again is a, is, he's, he's a loving son. Um, um, he has a, I, I, I always say to people that, you know, you, you, you mustn't always just uh, 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 blow your own son's horn. But, but for me, I love the way he loves that's that's the one thing I, I can see about Hilton Tune. I love the way he loves. He, he, he there's this silly story about him. Um, we had we had somebody in our estate, and I think his mom was a domestic, and and my my mom was also a domestic. Okay. Um, and, and 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 this boy used to come and play with his friends, and the one friend of theirs decided that he's not going to play because obviously this is a domestic son. Sure. <laughs> you know. Don't play there. Wow. And the next day I come, well, they were swimming and we got to the house and he stood by the gate and he said that this boy, what well, he's one of his friends, should not come there unless he can accept this this boy coming to play with him as well because he regards him and also as his friend. Well done. So, yeah, sure, so that's, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, so that's what I always do when I'm from that side and I come to Aston is I, I, I then take him around to see when I get a chance, because when he's here, he's just with, with, with the family. And, uh, but I do, when I do get a chance, I do show him where I'm from. I do show him where I grew up. I do make, try and make him understand that, you know, you might be, be blessed today, and, and, but there's people out there that doesn't have, you know, to that availability that God has given, that availability to you right now. So you are really blessed. So, so, so that's what I love, love about Hilton Junior is, is just this love for other people and everyone. And then obviously, you know, the respect that, that we try and bring in the house so that he can be respect to, respectful to any color, any creed walking into our house, you know. So, it, so we have little, we have little Ari and um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the new fun in the house, you know. Um, give us sleepless nights. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, you know, they were trying a, a different pattern for him to sleep, but he's just an, a new energy ball in our house and just full of fun. And um, at least it looks like I don't have to struggle with him with a cricket. At least <laughs> looks like he likes. Cricket. <laughs> he wants to play so, cricket. So, yeah, okay, great. So, Yes, yeah. So, so yeah. So we in the house, and we have uh, um, um, also in the house by us. We have my 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 wife's uh, auntie's daughter Amber, uh, Rachel's daughter Amber. She's also living with us. She's staying. She's she's from from Aston also, and, and yeah, that's that's basically the family at and in 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 Dainfern. And so we we just staying and loving and loving and making sure that we keep on telling people about God's goodness. Sure, that's amazing. So. Yeah. When when uh, Loiso contacted me uh, in the beginning of the year, when we could still do events, you know, before this whole <laughs> lockdown thing, uh, it was amazing how quickly we we got connected and uh, that event happened where I joined you guys in Ashton for a, a Jesus Collective event. It was really incredible, and uh, what I what I really appreciated about you and about that day 
was that uh, the first thing you did when I arrived there is to is to show me where you grew up, and uh, and I want to show I want to show people this picture. This uh, this is me and Hilton standing standing at the little shack that he grew up for a big part of his life, and uh, and right next to that you can see the corner of a of the house that's now there, but but it wasn't there in the beginning. Um, yeah, no, it was. And and it was amazing to to hear literally where you come from. Uh, physically and you know just the kind of environment and and the circumstances that as a small boy you and your brother and and your mom uh, were facing and uh, I, I would love for you to to just share with our our listeners and people watching today uh, what you shared with me your your story of, of how you grew up how how did Jesus come into that picture how did his love unlock your life and Sure. And, 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 you know, how did it get you to where you are today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, we, we um, obviously from our side, we, we, my family mostly come from Aston and so, and Creighton, the Creighton area. And um, we, we then moved to uh, Feliesdor. And this is where I had my primary years of, of schooling. Um, I was at Cousy David. And, um, and, and then the last, I think I was in grade seven, the old, the old standard five, mm. um, the beginning of that year, my mom just told me that we're moving and I was like, so confused, like moving where to, sure. um, I've been always hearing about this plot that we have in Aston that my stepdad was going to build at the time. And, um, so they, 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 um, they moved, um, um, I think around about March, they moved to Aston. Um, and then I lived alone in the house for around about two months. <laughs> two months. Um, as a 13-year-old, a 12, 13-year-old. As a 13-year-old. Wow. Yeah, well, That's amazing. Just realize now certain things. But yeah, so I lived there. And, um, um, and then obviously from that, uh, my mom got worried um, because obviously maybe people called her or something like that. I don't know what what transpired. But then she said I must go stay with one of the members of their of their church, Sister Nins, and we call them Sister Nins, um, for ten. And then I went to go live with them in the house. Um, and then obviously finished my my schooling uh, of grade seven at at Kusi David. And now comes December months when you, December month when you were finished when we were finished. Now I had to go to Aston. Mm. And when I got to Aston, I got the shock of my life. Um, we were staying by also family of ours, uh, Auntie Marlene Zafter. We were staying at, at the back in this, I, I told you when you were there, it's a, it's just the one, basically one bedroom sack. Sure. Um, just a table and my mom's bed. Um, and that was for me so confusing as a, for a, a dude that's about to turn 14 years old, you know? Yeah. Uh, explain to people is that the first thing for youth is what the enemy wants to do is just to confuse your younger brain to make you understand that whatever is happening here now is there's no way out. Yeah. And, um, sure. So, yeah, so, so, so we lived there and every morning I had to go to my grandmother. So we started a new schooling year and then every morning I had to take my two brothers, Durad and Sean, get them done, walk down to, 
to, to my mom at the sack, get them dressed, take the one to the pre-primary school, take the other one to the primary school, then go over to the high school. Mm. Uh, and so that was my life for a lot, uh, for, for a long time, for about six months, until I, became, until I got a, a brilliant idea. <laughs> uh, because obviously, you know, when somebody introduced me, like, who's this new boy in town? Everyone would say, is that guy who stays in the sack behind, and behind the Marlin in the sack sure. at the back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that always it's like it's, it's like when you're trying to lose weight and somebody comes to you and he, and he says but it, are you not a little bit too thin you know what i'm saying and that goes to your brain <laughs> that goes to your mind you know yeah uh, and then i i used to be then labeled as this boy that that lives in this sack um at the back by somebody's yard and then i got this brilliant idea on my birthday the 19th of may and i remember it was a flood here in aston and uh, that day I thought, mm -mm, man, let me get some petrol <laughs> and burn this little sack down. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll move to a house. <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's yeah, quite then, a plan. That's quite a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then my mother, the way she was, my mother was not, was not, was not like hesitant to use her first, you know. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And so she was working at um, at Aston Canning at the time for 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 the late Mr. Kusi Barnard, and uh, she was a domestic. And uh, I remember it was a flooding, and I was standing by the flood. And so I thought, okay, everyone from Aston is now here, so there's no one in town now, obviously. So I ran up to my thing and started lifting up the sack, run down like I'm also watching the flood, the water, you know. And um, uh, obviously, people use the distraction, and, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sure. And people come and call me, and they're like, "Hey, the Oki brand, the sack is burning." The Oki brand. I'm rushing, I... and, yeah, I'm rushing. Like I'm also surprised, you know. And uh, yeah, and so when I got there, you know, everyone is just trying to, you know, uh, um, get this fire to to settle down. And as my mother, somebody drops off my mother, and she gets out of the car. She says, I know I don't want any story. The Holy Spirit is saying, You did this. <laughs> On the night of my birthday. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Holy Spirit, man, then you're yes, in trouble. I, yes, and I got the hiding of my life on I that can night. Imagine. <laughs> sure. And to jump in and Auntie Malin says, Sandra, no man. Oh, my mom was angry. Yo. But the next day, she then said to my my stepdad at the time, and she said, Look, tomorrow we're moving to our plot. This is where I took you. And we put up that three, three compartment sack, that one. Then she put up that one, and this is where we lived for 18 years. Sure. You know, and then 18 years we we lived there. And then every morning, you look, my stepdad started building the the, the foundation. So we laid the foundation because um, we were going to build. Well, he was going to build, and then he got terribly sick, um, had his first stroke. Um, but now the funny part for me is. Um, um, in this time now, coming to Aston, I became, I was a, I, I was, I still believe I'm an, I'm an introvert, <laughs> but, but I've, I'm a mix between an introvert and an extrovert. It's like just half, you know, yeah. very shy, but still I don't like the limelight and all of that, but while well, some people feel different, but for me is what that did for me, it, it put me really in a cell that I, 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 I only spoke to myself in the inside of me. Mm, sure. I never spoke to anybody outside what I feel. I only spoke to me, myself, in the inside. 
as a young boy. And then um, obviously my cricket career started and I used to then play uh, uh, provincial cricket and, uh, and, and, and we moved to the sack. But what the thing for me was when I go to the training and to the, and to the trials is I could not wait just to take a shower. So when I'm in the car from here to park, the only thing I'm thinking about is the shower. Sure. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so funny how, how my mom's prayers when she used to pray four o'clock in the morning was just for a shower. Wow. Yeah. Sure. So, and even up till today, when I take a shower, I don't take a long shower. I take quick ones. <laughs> <You know? laughs> even, bef even before we had water restrictions. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, sure. I would take quick ones because, like I said to you, for us was, so when we moved in there, I was speaking at um, a friend of mine, Pastor, Pastor Angus, um, um, you didn't get the chance to meet him. Um, I, I, I was speaking at his church the other day. Uh, last year, I was speaking at it just last year, and I was speaking about longevity. Um, and I was saying that, you know, you will see in your life, uh, I'm just looking at my life, that you have longevity in friendship, mm. or you have longevity in people that you've met, not you, maybe your parents, and somewhere 20 years later now, they have a different role in your life as well. Yeah. Uh, I can remember that um, the person, when we moved to the, to, the, to, the, to the plot where I took you, um, there was no uh, 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 sanitation, there was no water, um, it was only the sack. And so we had to go to a, 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 a toilet, because at the old, we called it the Ocamp. Um, there was this long toilet, I think it was 10 on a, on a block. And then we used to, then this, Auntie Hill, who's now a good friend of mine today, Uncle Les, his mom used to give us a key so that we can use their toilet. And then what we also then needed to do, then I had to go fetch water from, from that toilet, and then the kids then called me Jack and Jill. That's <laughs> 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 go fetch water, you know. And so that was basically my life, you know. I would Yo, play. Oh, that's hectic. Yeah, I would play and I would always have to, I would tell somebody if you play rugby, if you're facing my house, when you see my mother, my mom had this thing, she don't call, she doesn't call you, turn. she just comes out, speak to the person opposite the, across the street, whoever's walking past, then you must sense that your mom is there, then you must run, you know, <laughs> so she, had, she didn't have that, that old style of, Call me. <laughs> she didn't have that. She <laughs> was just coming out, speaking to whoever's in the street. Yeah. And then my friend would say, there's your mom. And then I would go. So yeah, so so that was my life for I think for four years I had I had to go fetch water. Yeah. Because that's neck right. our 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 water thing, um, the sanitation and the water from but it's obviously because the the plot as I understand it now today was in arrears and mm. and they couldn't pay it. So for them it was just we on the plot and that's it. Sure. And so Sorry, Yilton, morning, I just wanna interrupt your story for a moment. Um uh, you 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 spoke about your stepfather. Did did you um I also forgot now from what you told me. So just remind me, your 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 dad, your biological father was, uh, did he, I can't remember what happened there. Was he in the picture ever? Yeah, no, look, my, my, my biological father, obviously it is, is what, what do you call it? Um, I was born, um, uh, they were not married. Okay. My mom and, and my dad. 
and um, and 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 my mom was a very stubborn person, mm. and uh, um, so obviously from the things that I heard, my mom and my dad stayed together in Cape Town, and then I was born, and I was born in Saint Monica's home in in Cape Town, Scotchcliffe. Okay. And um, and and then obviously that the relationship was now obviously, but it used to be in my life by the time of my when I was just very angry and. You know, as a young boy, okay. or my results are not good, and then my mom would call him to come and speak to me, and he would just come and encourage me. So, but he was, for the academic purposes of my life, he was very much involved to make sure that you do pass, you do well in school, uh, but they were not together. Okay. So I lived for most of my life with my stepdad. All right. Yeah. So for most of my life with my stepdad, yes. And yeah, and so 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 we we when we we um. We we got to now live on this plot and we connected the, the water. Then we started to just take a pipe to the small toilet that I showed you, put it right through winter, summer, autumn, <laughs> uh, 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 any season. That would be our shower. Wow. You know, pipe through. This is what you do. You shower. That is what it is. Four o'clock in the morning, my mom would then get up pray for this house with the sour and say thank you to God for the house with the sour sure. and it confused me like crazy <laughs> because where I don't see this house, I don't see the house coming uh, and that made me uh, very angry towards her Okay. because then you were asking something very powerful now. When you're not raised with your father, your biological father, there's a thing that God still puts in you, a desire for a, your father. Yeah. So again, like I said, I spoke in the inside. Yeah. So I would then make myself to be in trouble so that I can get his attention. Yeah. Do you understand? Sure. So, so then I would want to get his attention then so that he can then come and then I can see him. And then my, my mom and my stepdad uh, also used to have a a very, just two people that are very strong personality and, and it was a rough, a rough relationship, you know? Okay, sure. And um, so it was, you know, we could be sitting one Friday night and there's a big fight 11 o'clock in the house, you know? Mm. Um, they would go to, and my mom was just very strong and my mom was also fast with her hands and also just retaliating and all of that. Until one day I know God, and remember this day when God, when she fell down on her, on her knees and said to the father that she no longer wants to be that abusive and, and fight, but she wants to give this battle to him. Sure. You know, and, and, and it was very late. And then, you know, God came and, and really changed her life completely. Wow. Uh, I've seen all of these things. Yeah, now when, when I had this thing for my father, uh, I would then want to be in trouble so that he can just engage with me at least. Hmm. Um, and then we, we we would then get that. And that is where I then started to become very angry. So I would come to the sack, not speaking to anyone. Hmm. But when I'm outside and I'm with my friends, I'm I'm the joke of the town. The you know, life of I'm the, the party. Yeah. I'm the life of the party, you know. Hmm. Until so one night that my mom had this uh, accordion and then she would, would go wherever there's a funeral, wherever there's, she would just go, she and my stepdad would just go uh, and, and, and just minister or, or, or have a, a, a home cell 
with these people. And this one that I can remember, I was telling a story and everyone was laughing and I was loud. And my mom walked past, obviously not understanding and recognizing the boy telling the story. Wow. <laughs> it was when I get into, when I touch my gate at the sack in our yard, in our plot, once I touch it, I shut my mouth, I would shut my mouth, and I would shut my ears. Sure. So I would not speak to anybody. Mm. Just come in, do my thing. If there's food, there's food. I eat. I would not speak to anyone. I can remember I was so angry the day when my my stepdad got, uh, and, he, and I mean, he was very rough with me. He was, he, he, he really instilled discipline with me, you know. Um, I mean, I can remember, I'll come to that story. And then I, I, my mom got home and when I got home, she called me or sent somebody to call me. And when I got home, I saw her crying one night by the table and she asked me, and she's asked, what has she, she done? Because that boy that she just saw now in the street is, is not me when I come in here. Mm. And I continued to, I just brushed it off and I just, you know, didn't answer. I just looked her straight into the eyes, you know, and I didn't say a word and she would just cry and mm. not understand what's what's happening yeah. but for me it was you brought me away took me away from my friends in Felizdor. you brought me here i'm living here in a sack when it's wind i can feel the wind yeah. when it rains it rains through the roof mm. you brought me into this thing i had a proper beautiful life now i have no friends everyone is laughing at me everyone is making fun of me uh, and so i was just angry about it you know Sure. And then in this time, God really, you know, in this time, just for our sanity, the word says in Ezekiel, it says, and through him, by him, in the spirit, God led him to the valley of dry bones. Mm. Sometimes people are led by God to a, through a dry season. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of this time, once this dry bones get their flesh, it becomes a heavenly army. <laughs> To understand, sure. so good. I, I understand now that God has taken me through this period of my life. I mean, I became friends with with it's, with uh, the, the house that I ran to. We were just last night there because Yefro um, uh, uh, Juri just lost a brother, Uncle Sapi, and I just explained to them when we went to Uncle Sapi in Bedazdor, for instance. We come from Aston. I'm from the sack. We go to other colored people and they have a holiday house in Bredasdorp. Your eyes goes like, whoa, <laughs> do you understand? You see yeah. the possibility yeah. as, as it's from Aston, you know? Sure. And just, I just thought of it last night again and I was just telling them that, you know, today and before, you know, Pastor, when I was here last time with even this weekend when you were there, I mm. saw him that weekend. Sure. And I asked him how he's doing and he's like, nah, you must buy a property there. I'm like, yeah, Uncle Sapi, we must talk about it. But I, I'm just realizing yesterday those are the moments that God takes you to a place like a David. He's going to anoint you as that king. And he takes you to the palace to give you a snippet of what he has in store for you. Wow. But you still have to come back, you know, and to look after the sheep, you know. Mm. And so, yeah, we, we lived. It's such a long story about this thing. But for, for 18 years, my mom prayed every morning for this house, every morning for this house. I only saw a foundation. I didn't say anything else. And so it comes to me that the word says that faith is the substance of things hopeful. Mm. Now the hope, yes, yes. So now we need to stop by that hope. Yeah. 
Then the words goes to Romans 5 verse 3 says, Long suffering brings perseverance. And perseverance, endurance. And endurance gives you, builds your character. Mm. You know? So it, it builds your character. Now that character produces hope and mm. gives you hope. Mm. Now the word says that hope in Romans 5 says never disappoints. Yeah. So when you go back to faith, it says faith is the substance of things hopeful. You have to suffer, have to endure, have to persevere, have to make sure that your character is bold. Then comes that hope. Mm. Then it says it gives you the evidence of things not seen. Now the evidence is not for my mom to have the evidence of a house because she was believing God for the house, but she didn't have the house yet. But it's not like an imagination that you have to imagine the house. Mm. You have to think of the evidence of all the other things that God has done in your life before. That's your evidence. Yeah. Do you understand? So, so, so that is what I understood with her. Four o'clock in the morning when she would pray. And some of that mornings I would just come into the house, you know. By the time she's praying, I come from club, you know. Or I come from a place very far and very naughty, you know. And she's, she would not say because I'm angry and I didn't speak speak to her at that time sure. and so today i was just reminded that day and it was a specific day when you were there god reminded you you are speaking about your mom's faith of 18 years mm. but you're not speaking about your hate that you have for her for that 18 years wow <laughs> and so i realized that i had this opportunity to fix everything that i could fix for my mom So we're not sure if, if, if people must just make sure that there is, you don't miss out on moments where you, you miss out on, on, on that opportunity for you to be able to fix that hate that I have for my mom. Hmm. You know, I remember when I started working for Dr. Pravin Gordon at SARS. Um, and at that time, I was still living in the sack. Wow. And I bought my first car because for one or other reason, she just felt like she doesn't want me to build the house. And not a lot of people outside understood. She, she just felt in the house, she doesn't want me to build it. Because she says, if I do it for her now, I'm going to be a generation behind. Okay. Because when she marries my dad, they were supposed to build. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So they to build so that we move in okay and then we continue from where they left us now all right so if i build i'm going to be a generation behind so she refused she said you work on your career you work on your studies you work on all of those things but don't focus on building this house <laughs> because the man i married was supposed to give me this house wow so i would come to this beautiful rs4 <laughs> to aston Park with my RS4 next to the sack, you know, and then, and when then kids, when I go to the club, when I was go, still going to clubbing, when, when, when kids would come and they would want to see my car, there's one boy I remember, I was telling the story last night also, he would come then and he says, why do you get excited of that guy, he can't even build his mama house, mm. you know, and I almost got so angry 
that I wanted to fight with him. Yeah. But something in me, being unsafe, not even with God, just says to me that, leave it to me. I will fix everything. Sure. And I just said, you know what, I, I'm just going to leave you alone. And I got back and I never did anything. I didn't, you know, disturb him. Or I didn't fight with him or anything like that. But I got home and when I lived in the sack with all this prosperity that now starting to realize in my life and happen. I mean, even that itself, how I got to working for Dr. Pravin Golden, it is in itself a miracle. Didn't have any background of, of taxation. Wow. Nothing. Sure. Only when I got there, I studied the tax, you know. Then I studied the tax, the taxation. So, so for me, only in, in what God has done for me in that space was so amazing. And when my stepdad passed away in 2007, it was the same year that I resigned from SARS. No, 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 I didn't resign that time. But I resigned later on in that year, I resigned from SARS to build uh, 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 to build my career and moving somewhere else. And in that year, I decided that I'm just going to take this money and build the house. I'm not going to wait now for no one's permission. I'm just going to give her this opportunity to go into the sour. And it took, it took me six months or seven months to build the house for her, and then she moved in. Mm. And there, obviously, she loved, she loved for eight years until she passed on in 2016. Now in 2016, the 1st of January, I was in church um, and I got a word that it will be a rough year, but I should not be moved. Okay, Hilton, I'm going to interrupt you again because I, 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 I would love, before you share this next part, I would love to still hear the moment where you did come to know Jesus and then and, <laughs> and how you got to, to 2016 and, and getting that word. Okay, so my, my, my getting born again was, I, funny enough, I, I, I had a friend, we were in Wusten, it was one of my rough days, and um, we went to friends of ours in Friedenburg, Saldana, okay. and we drove from there, and we came one night to the Gerards, and I know I was getting paid the next day, but as a young man, you know, you... You, you don't have the funds because it's only reflecting, reflecting the next day. <laughs> and we all four young guys in the, young guys in the car. And, and while they went in on this engines on, on the N1, while they went in the car, we're on our way to Wooster now, coming from Cape Town. While they went into the car, I sat in the car and I said, Father, if you just give me money now to get home to Wooster, hmm. I will serve you with my finances, with my heart forever wow yeah <laughs> and something says okay go and i went to the atm put in my card and then withdrew the hundred rand then i withdrew the hundred rand mm. out comes the hundred rand put in the petrol my one friend comes out he's like hey you said there's no money what's happening did you get paid <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, no, man, but draw more than we go. You know, when you get born again, you, that moment, <laughs> you know, and then he says to me, go back 
and go get more money, then we go back to Cape Town. Then I went back to the ATM, now it's saying again, insufficient funds. Yeah. And then I went to my friend the next day at Standard Bank. I said, what happened? He says, somewhere along in the country, I withdrew someone's 100 rand because my salary was still the same. Okay. And then I served God for, for nine months, if you can call it that way. Then, you know, you backslide again and you're back in your old ways. Until God opened up this window for me now to go to October. And I lived there, like I'm explaining you to now, this period, 2007, 8. And then I resigned from SARS. Then I worked for a year at a place and and I could not, uh, I didn't like the, the, the moral values of this place that I worked at. Okay. And I, and I completely resigned. Sure. And now I was, I was jobless for, for about eight months. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So we lived on, I lived on 50 rand a month, I think. What? Yeah, 50 rand a month, man. 50 rand a month, all credit to Discovery credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a swipe for 50 rand okay. every month. Wow. And, um, and so that was a rough patch of my life. Yeah. And one day I, I got to, to meet Pastor Ray McCauley and um, with some stuff that we were doing and, and um, um, a friend of mine then started working at the bookshop. So yeah, so, so when I was going to visit him at his um, workplace at Rayma on a Sunday morning, mm. again, like I said, longevity, as I'm walking in, the doors open for the 8.30 people to come out. Okay. Janine Price is busy singing I Surrender All. Wow. I walked straight in. <laughs> straight in. Sure. Gave my heart to Jesus. Never looked back. What, year, looked back. what year was that? 2008? That, no, that must have been 2000. My son was 2009. Okay. All right. 2009 is 2009. Wow. Okay. And I never and I and I never looked back. Coming from a, a Christian-based home, obviously we understand what is the. My mom says I've been baptized when I was six. I couldn't remember, but then in the later stage I did baptize. My, I went for baptism because obviously I wanted to remember it. You know. Yeah. And now you understand what what you really <laughs> did, and I think that plays a big role. Oh. Yes, yeah, that plays a big role for me. Yes. What did you yeah, so, what so, did you experience in that moment when you went forward and and, and really surrendered all? I think the even the song for me it's it's what the word says. I surrender all, you mm -hmm. know. I I I was worried because for many things at the time. Remember my son is he was born in 2009. Okay. He's about to be born and and jobless. Sure. I'm between a rock and a hard place. Should I go back to Aston, just start a career down there? Uh, what will the people say? Um, it was just a, 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 just a bad place to be in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm angry because I left, I left SARS and did I make a mistake? And yeah. I, I was just, just so confused at, yeah. at that moment. So angry again. I think it was a second attempt for the enemy to put me into my inside again, that caveman of me. 
I think that was his. And so when I surrendered that all, when I surrendered all, that is what I think I, I, I made happen that day. And okay. I, I came to the front to say, that thing that happened to that 13-year-old, I'm about to surrender that part. So I'm, did, not, I'm not going to go into that space again, ever. So did you, did you consciously surrender the anger, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, everything. or was it more like a, everything. just like everything? Okay, sure. Everything, I just gave everything. For me, when I was a, a few years back, a few years, way few years back, when I was so angry, somebody was preaching in that church that you're singing in, uh, the end of, of Dutch, the Dutch Reformed Church. Yes. Uh, um, when you were singing there. Uh, somebody was preaching then. It was just talking that sometimes in a family there's a weak link, you know. And sometimes you have to forgive. The word says most that he says, and he will teach us how to pray. He says, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come mm. on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, thy will done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it says, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yes." Now, I feel for you to activate God's will in heaven, on earth, you need to be all right with those that are trespassed against you. Yeah. Do you understand? So forgiving plays a big role. In freedom. And so mm. that's, it's, it's just that freedom. Yeah. And so that's what I have experienced with that surrendering at all. So I have given freedom to I had freedom and forgiveness towards every attempt of the enemy every person that might have in my past every person that's maybe in my future also who's going to betray or or, or hurt me or speak bad about me I have done it all there in 2009 so today I don't I don't I got my heart I don't live with with hatred, I don't love with, with with unforgiveness because I understand what unforgiveness has done to me in the 18 years already. Mm. So, so, so I understand that you can. The word says that it, those three things, and the biggest one of it is love. Yeah. And 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 so I I am loving to love. I love my enemies because at the end of the day, the word says he will prepare at the table. In the much of them, yeah. So, so it's better for me to love them so that they can be there while I eat. Yes, you understand. Yeah. So if I don't love them, they will also not come to the table. Sure. So, so, so I've I've come to understand it's better for me to love them, to to love any any area of my life. I love when I'm under pressure. I love it. It's although it's 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 it's, it's painful at the time. I, but I love it because I understand the word says, whatever he tries for evil, God will turn for good. So I'm only focusing on the good. Whenever I speak at somebody's wedding and they ask me to speak, I always say, if you don't know how to love God, you won't know how to love one another. So good. Amen. Yeah. It's because God, the word says, is love. Sure. Do you understand? So, so I understand. So I don't allow people to give me a misrepresentation of who my God is. My God is love. You know, when the president came and he says, the kissing and the hugging is a day of the past. <laughs> Do you understand? 
I said, ah, uh-uh, no man. No. Basically, you're doing so well, man. <laughs> You've been doing so well, man. Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> we are people of love, <laughs> you know. Amen. Yeah. So, so I believe we, as much as people are saying in this Corona and this COVID, that we are not getting back to a norm or, or back to our old. I believe that God, God it's going to be normal as per norm. But what God is busy doing in this time is getting the true worshippers, and is getting, is sifting. He's sifting from, 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 like Malachi 3 says, what, verse 14, uh, 10, or not 10, uh, 12 or 14, where he speaks of in this, in this time, he's going to separate those. Do you understand? You, you will see now, did you ever serve God? Yeah. Or did you serve something in return? Yeah. Something else in return. So I just feel this is what God is busy doing because we are going now into the final hour of this race. Do you understand? He's coming back. You know, there's no, we can't be singing of a cross now anymore. We must now sing of his return. That's good. You know? Yeah, so, so, so that is basically, this is basically where we're at. And so for me, Heinz, it's, it's just that, you know, the journey that God has taken me to understand, um, I was laying um, many years ago, I was listening to something, and it just came to me. It says, it's in your quiet, crucible, private, personal suffering. Mm that God makes the noblest dream come true. Sure. Greatest gifts given unto you. Why? In compensation for what you're going through. Wow, that's powerful. And so I've learned to... It sounds like a song lyric. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so I've learned not to, 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 Tell everyone of my journey, of my of my struggle, mm. because I believe it's personal and it's private. And so, once you go through your personal and private sufferings, God makes the noblest dream in compensation for what you are going through. Mm. And um, and now, for me, as my life is today, it has become one of being privileged. And so, I'm just remembering not to forget the innocent that I've left behind. Yeah. Because my blessing can turn into curses. Yeah, and so and, and that's that's merely and with well sometimes with a person like me, I'm 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 sometimes misquoted or I'm sometimes misunderstood. Mm. You understand? Because yeah. my love is my love is so overflowing that it looks for you like a fluke. Sure. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. My love is so directly from God that you can't understand it. You think I am either buying people or I'm, or I'm giving something to people. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it is because I understand who God is yes. and the word says is love. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's very clear that before that, that surrendering moment, and, and I, I mean, if I look at my journey as well, I also grew up knowing about Jesus going to church, doing some of the the religious things. So there was an awareness. And then there was a decision when I was 16 to follow Jesus. But the, the, the process of getting into real maturity and seeing a life, you know, flipped around, doing that, mm. that 180 of true repentance, yeah. where repentance yes. means changing the way you think. That yes. that is a that is a process, and and what I hear about that moment that you had was there was so much baggage from circumstances that you 
that you had to carry with you that that defined you for a very long time and but then god opened up a moment where where you know the word says who the sun sets free is free indeed and and yet we we you know in the, when we're in the world and we think like the world we want we want financial freedom because we think that is freedom we want uh, we want to feel safe in our homes then we're free we want to what we want to be able to travel then we're free whatever but the true freedom and that's why i call the show unlock love unlocks because when god's love like in, you're saying you're overflowing with love where does it come from it comes from wow. him he's it's when Jesus speaks to the woman at the well. He says, if you drink from the water that I have, you will never thirst again. And that's a, that's a well, that's a fountain that, that never ends. You know? and, if, and if when we tap into it like, like you did on that day, everything changes. Mm. I love that. Everything. That is so good. That is so good. Because yeah. for me, I, I always say, Hans, it's like I'm in a space that I don't, I don't read the Bible for historical purposes. Good. But I, I read it in character. Mm. You were talking about the, the woman at the well. Do you understand? According to history, and everyone writes it to up that preached these messages that that they were not, Jesus was not supposed to have a conversation with, with her. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Men, so, men shouldn't and, talk to women, and Jews definitely don't speak to Samaritans. Yeah. Exactly. Do you understand? So already it's just in that space was love mm. making sure that they start a conversation. So good. A conversation that will change this person's life. Mm. You understand? When you get to uh, 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 the man in the miracle, the four men that brought the man through the roof. Mm. If you were busy with doing your thing and busy preaching to the people, a man comes down, if you don't have love, you're going to say, dude, you can't just break open the... <laughs> I'm thinking in character. You get my point. Yeah, okay, like, ushers, ushers, please just remove these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you just get this guy away yeah. from me, please? Sure. Just, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so what people must be careful of in this time is that there's, 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 a, there's a thing where, in everything where people misunderstanding God is, is, is this thing where love was always the first interaction. Mm. Amen. For any. Yeah. Do you understand? For anything. I mean, at a time when I think David had this chance to kill Saul. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Again, he, he decided that he's not going to do it. You know? Yeah. He's not going to do it. But now, what made him not to do that? It was the fact that he was, there was this love that he felt for David. For Saul. Uh, for, for Saul. Yeah. And for, for God. And for God, yeah. you understand? Honor, so honoring the, the, the anointed one of God was a big thing there, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So there was always, for me, I, I feel and understand that there's always, before you do any decision in your life, there's always this barrier called love before you make a decision. Jeez. Yeah, so good. And, yeah. and So that's before you do anything, it's love. That's so good. So I want to know, your your view on marriage and fatherhood and business after that after that moment of surrender how, how did it sure. how did it change and what would you say to those of us who are listening that are married are parents and are running businesses 
how how do we how do we serve God really in in those very important areas? Look for me, <clears throat> the first thing on 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 if I can go marriage, like I said to you, for me, I I'm of the opinion, and I always say this when I have my long debate with my wife, <laughs> is that I feel that 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 marriage is and marriage is not that complicated. We make it complicated. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because if you think about it, I've learned this from someone else, that Adam and Eve is in the garden. And God says to Adam and Eve, don't eat. But first God speaks to Adam first, and he says to Adam, don't eat of that tree in the middle. Don't eat of that. Mm. He has the instruction from God what to do. And he's yeah. not eating. Yeah. Then came Eve, Eve alone, uh, came Eve, and this person was preaching one day and he says that God knew that they were going to eat of the apple because God is omnipresent. I said, no. When God asked them, where art thou, was the fact that they were in a space that God did not create, and God did not create darkness. So, sure. You see, so what I'm saying about any person going in, in marriage, because marriage, marriage is not... It's not for the faint-hearted, at-hearted, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But the, th the thing with marriage is the following is that if you know how to love God, you know how to love anybody else. You as partners, one another. But here's Adam. And Adam's responsibility, Heinz, was every morning to remind Eve not to eat of that apple. But he only said, when God spoke, he let God spoke to Eve, but he did not remind her. And so us as men are supposed to remind our partners of what the good is and the bad is and all of these things to make this thing work. We cannot always just leave it with God, but I feel I'm just making again out of character. If Adam was just reminding Eve at least every morning when they wake up, how beautiful she is. You know, how important he is to him. Yeah. Not to eat of apple. You get my point. Yeah. Maybe would have maybe me and you would not be sitting here on this Skype today, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we will just be singing there in, 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 in heaven and just be singing praises and all of these things. But but here's the thing. The thing is the word says I I I, I struggle to 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 read another person's book because I want to love my own book. Yeah. But the thing is, what is important is we need, the word says then, it says, a foolish man learn from himself, a wise man from another man's mistake. You know? Yes. So a wise man learns from another man's mistake. So it's good to get to hear what this person is doing in his marriage and to guide us and help us whatever we are struggling with. Yeah. And so we, we have this thing called marriage and we are there as one another. But my guideline if I can always tell people, those who want to get married, are in marriage, having a tough time, doesn't matter what the condition is of your marriage, the only way for you to make and understand is Corinthians 13. That, that for me is the guideline. My stepdad sometimes physically abused my mom. Sure. But she married him 
And today you have, you know, which is right. People come and they say, look, but you have to have an opinion. You have to have this, you have to have that, and you have to have this, that I understand. But this woman said, whatever decision I've made here is the decision that I've made. And until death, and then six, seven months later, she got a new husband and then married someone else. But what I'm saying is that Corinthians 13 says it is patient. It is kind. Do you understand? And so there is our guideline as married people is Corinthians 13. I cannot go to any other place. Do you understand? I, I understand the love language to take the person out and all of that. That's in here what we do here, you know? Yeah. But for me, for your blueprint in terms of marriage, you know, the word says, make sure that you don't go over the night angry. Make sure before the sun sets. But here's the thing. It's difficult, but how many times has the enemy gotten us there? Yeah. Do you understand? What would you have gained if you, you applied the word the next morning? You're not sure because you failed that test, you know? So on the marriage part, that is what I can say to people in terms of, you know, that when you have God in your heart and when you have the Holy Spirit, you know exactly what to do because God is love. So good. Yes. In terms of... Parenting. Parenting, yeah. For me... You, I mean, can, sorry, can I just interrupt? You, you, you know, you had a, a very difficult... Uh, experience of, of fathers in your life. So uh, how do you, uh, maybe I can ask the question this way, now that you know the Father in heaven, you have a relationship with Jesus, He is now fathering you, um, He is the yes. best father there is, um, yes. but still you didn't have that physical example uh, that was you know a, a, a good example anyway in, in general to follow. How, how do you how do you tap into that and then change the, the, the next generation? Make sure that your sons are, are raised the way that you know now is the right way, God's way. Yeah. So, once again, in, the, in terms of the parenting part, for me, I think I could have achieved way more in my sport. I was good at athletics, I was good at rugby, I was good at cricket, mm. I was uh, a prominent high jumper. Um, but the only thing that I always explain to people, Heinz, is I lack confidence. Okay. Confidence in the fact that... Someone when, believing in you. Oh. Yes. When I run this race... And I see everyone as you, you see, you're first running your race in the first hundred meters, then you run to your parents. That's, that's how it starts. Mm. That's how it started with us as young kids. So when you run in hundred meters, 200 meters, at the finish line, when you were young, like, like eight years old, nine years old, your parents are always waiting for you. Yeah. My mom was a domestic worker. She could never come. Sure. And my dad was there. That's right. You know? So when you run this race, the thing that, that's why I said I was just inside myself. I was maybe number three or two, could have won, 
but I never wanted to be the first one because there's no one to wait for me there. Sure. Wow. So I'm okay if I was okay if if of this horn, Randall Horn was a guy from Ainun. When he wins over the line because his dad was there. Yeah. And then I was just the second and I run into this open space. And the teacher comes to you and says, Well done, Hilton. Yeah. You know? That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just it's just and not so the same, yeah. Sure. It's just not the same. Mm. Coming to your professional career, my professional career in sport, I I for me myself, I don't even think my biological father knew that I played cricket, you know? Wow. So, but there was always this desire that you just want him to switch on the TV and watch you play. Yeah. Or come to a game and watch you play. It was just in the desire that was there. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. It, it was pointless for a guy to say, well done, you bowled the whole team out. Dude, my dad is not here. Doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. You understand? You, 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 so, so, so I am in that space that those two boys for me, is my everything. <laughs> so if you if you mess with my boys, you mess with me, you know, because I want to make sure that. And somebody says, "But is that not spoiling?" I said, "No, that is giving my son, my children, a groundbreaking breakthrough because they would never have to struggle with the things that I struggled with." Sure. I go to every game if I can, you know. I I leave everything. When I need to leave, I go and watch Hilton Jr. play. Um, I, I felt so bad the one game I had to be in Cape Town for a collective and he was playing that side, the game, and they recorded him for me. And I felt so bad. And, and the whole team said, yeah, because your dad wasn't here because I'm always making noise, you know. Um, <laughs> they missed, and, they and, missed and, you and, on and, the sideline. They missed the field coach. Yeah, yeah. They missed the And... Um, so for me, in the terms of the parenting, is the word says, raise them up in the ways of the Lord. That they never depart from it. Yeah, so good. And so I'm just trying to do that. I'm going to keep it simple. My son was operated many years ago for appendix that burst when he was five. Wow, hectic. And he's very shy when sometimes with his, with his mark on his stomach. And I keep on telling him, whoever asks you what it is, you just tell them, it's Jesus. Mm. And then your story starts, you know, and then you explain to them. Um, and so we, we, we try and, and, and instill the things that we were taught into our kids. To understand that somebody walks through, you respect every person. No matter if they're domestic, not ma no matter if they're the gardener, no matter if they're black, no matter if they're white. You respect all people. Parenting, the, the breakthrough the groundbreaking breakthrough is I'm trying to make sure that whatever I struggle to gain in my, my life and journey, that my children, children's children to come, mm. don't have to suffer with the same things that I had to suffer with. Yeah. You know, so for me, that is, that is for me the most important, important part. I, I had a, a prophecy once spoken over my life by uh, uh, Pastor Joseph Z, and he spoke about my my love as a father, and so I'm I'm passionate about that. You know, I I'm passionate about because we are raising young sons, yeah, and it and, and they are in our our arrow, and 
and ons moet die boog skiet, you know, we have to shoot them in the direction that we need to send them. So we sending them in that direction. And so I believe today that that we 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 can we can I believe that I, I just wanna raise them up in the ways of the Lord so that they never depart from it. And I wanna that's why the breakthroughs are so difficult for me because I'm breaking barriers. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So what I'm gonna through, they won't have to go through. In terms of of business, I feel the word says it's in giving that you will be receiving. You know, in my career, in my business, God is absolutely first. My business partners knows it. They know that that there comes a time we we call one another. I call Fricky Il Akbara, Judge, and and he calls me Irwarde. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So 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 he understands that when we go and and do payments or do whatever, there's always this odd invoice for me. You know, there's a church here or there's this here. Just pay this one. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah. So I feel the word is very clear. It's, it's very clear. It says in it's in your giving that it's the only time for you to be able to receive. And yeah. so when we give, whatever we give is, you know that you're going to receive something. Put God first in your career and in your plans. He says, delight, he says if you delight yourselves in the ways of the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. You know, and so when you delight yourself, those desires will never disappoint because God will make sure that those desires happen. So if you have any desire to have your own business in whatever you want to do, as long as you delighted yourself in the Lord, that desire comes from Him and it will come into fulfillment. Mm. But it will not be easy. It is Loisha that spoke to me the other day about David says, though you fall, so he says that sometimes you have to fall, yes. I had to start at the bottom of where I'm at in my own business. I used to come in and sit in the corner in my own business. And other than that, I just said thank you to my business partner for allowing for me to come and, and do the transformation in my business and to allow me for that opportunity to, to expand to the best that I, I think possible. Yeah. And, and so whenever I get clients coming to me, if they speak about their issue, I always take that opportunity back to God. You know what I'm saying? So somebody says, I've been liquidating, I have to liquidate, I lost everything. I'm like, okay, so how was you giving? Did you honor God in this? You know what wow. I'm saying? Sure. And so they will say, no, but I don't know. And then I explain to them. So I feel where God puts you is always, doesn't matter what career you're in, whatever you do, you're not working there for your family for provision and to pay the school fees. No, you're there to empower and to impart and to share of God's goodness. Sure. So good. You know? Yeah. So that is how I, I do, how I run my business. My business I run for a mere, as, as a tool for God, whoever walks into my office, to know, first of all, when they speak to me, this dude here is a believer, you know? Um, I, 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 I don't, 
sometimes somebody will just be swearing in the office, for instance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then, I, then I just quickly say, sorry, man, I'm just from a different schooling, you know, and I explain why I feel this is not a place. I don't mind you now and then, but then I just explain in a nice way. But I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not lowering my standard of God and I'm not lowering my standard of who he is in my life to somebody because I'm desperate for his for his invoice or I'm desperate for his for his for his mandate that he needs to sign with me. Mm. You know? So good. There's there's nothing to do without honoring God in anything. Wow. I I pray about every case that I get, I pray about every matter that I dealt with deal with. I, I pray about it. I say, Father, let everything, every income comes in. I pray, Father, every income coming in, I pray that you will bless it. But I also pray that you will bless all the expenses mm. that needs to come with it. Mm. I also say, Father, everyone that's there in our office, I pray that you will enhance their life, empower their life, the same that you empowered mine. I said to my PA the other day, I said, you cannot be sitting here 20 years later and you're still sitting here as my PA. We, you need to believe God for doing something greater than what you're currently doing. And you can see the transformation that has taken place in the life already up till now, you know. And so, so that is what I believe, Heinz, in terms of, 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 of business, parenting, and marriages. So you know, in all three of these things, you've heard me say now, there's nothing that you can do without God. Amen. So yeah, true. Yeah, so there's nothing. And which is, when you speak God, you're actually speaking love. Yeah. He is love, you know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, we, I had a few interruptions again, and, uh, but I've, I've recorded the audio, and I'm now recording this. And then what I'm going to try and do is to put the fragments together in one video and then post that again. Just, okay. just so you know. So I'm going to try to edit this all out and then make it nice. But I, I, I do want to finish off by... So we're not live right now. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. But okay. um, anyway, so as a last question, I just want to ask if, if you can tell us what is the Jesus Collective. And, yes. um, and then I'm going to ask you to just pray for those who are, are listening and watching. And then we can end off. All right. Okay. Yeah, so the Jesus Collective, like I explained to you, when my mom passed away in 2016, um, it became a, a real struggle for me because, like I said, I was in that years of, of, of fixing, of fixing the, um, uh, uh, my relationship with her because I, 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 I didn't love her. Mm. I was angry mm. or I hated her for putting me in that situation. Sure. And so God gave me the opportunity to fix, and I loved her with everything. I loved, loved her with every bone, you know, every, every blood vessel, <laughs> and every toenail and, and, and nail, you know. <laughs> but, um, she was my everything, you know. And um, then she passed in 20, 2016. She was my pillar to go to when I want prayer. And uh, she passed, and then in 2016, I just became, again, that was the third time now where the enemy wanted to take me to myself and my inside and shut me up as the man in a cave. And for six months or so, I was nothing to do with God. 
I, I, I saw the end of it and I was sick and tired of it. And, and then from there, um, this friend of mine, Pastor Angus, uh, not Bakken, Pastor Angus, um, uh, <laughs> Eugene Angus. Another Angus, yeah. Another Angus, yeah, Eugene Angus. And uh, he then said he wants to do an outreach. And I said, no, I can arrange Louisa then to come, but I'm not coming. But he insisted that I must come. And so we came and that week, in that week, was my restoration. Oh, wow. Of all in that week. So I came to all, all of those. That's why it's important for me. The enemy always keep me away, wanting me to be away from it, but I keep on pressing through, you know, mm. because I know that God has done it there for me. And then, and then in that week I was restored. And then Loiso and I sat together and he says, and, and, and the Sunday night, after the whole week, we got together the Sunday night and we all were doing uh, a collective now with all the artists of the week. And Loiso looked at it and he says, this can, we can call it collective. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it sounds right. But I said, can we not add Jesus in there, you know, to be the same? <laughs> And, um, and yeah, and so ever since we've been doing the Jesus Collective, it was my mom's heart. Uh, I mean, even just the stories of my mom, dude. <laughs> my mom was something else in faith, man. Sure. So she was this lady in her own world that would just, people who was level four cancer, healed. Wow. Somebody that could not be conceiving a boy or baby or conceived, you know what I'm saying? She was just that woman. She sure. was, I saw it. I, 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 I'm the witness of all of that. Wow. Um, and and my, my journey in terms of where I was and, and where I went and worked, my mom saw all of it when I was 20. She showed me I was staying in the house with a pool and I could not understand I'm in a sack. It doesn't make sense. But she saw it all, you know. Um, and then I started the Jesus Collective and, and, and through the Jesus Collective, we are just going out, and the main aim is for souls. Um, so I have all everyone, the, the people that are partnering up with us. We had Todd Dulaney. Um, mm. We had Jonathan Butler. Uh, we had yourself, the first idol, Heinz Winkler. <laughs> um, we had Lebohan Kapola. Um, we have Lebohan Kapola. We have Giwe uh, and Tombella. Kaim Tetua came. Tokozo came. And everyone that came really, and Ernie Smith and Janine Price and mm. CJ, mm. everyone that came really liked this, 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 this vision. There are still some artists that are still busy sussing me out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, 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 so we, we, for us, it's just the people, man. For us, it's just the souls. For us, it's just people giving their heart to Jesus because he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. And um, as you can see, there is we 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 have we have a fun time. We we have everyone last night. We had Tuesday night. We had David Zankis, them Byron there, uh, Veronica Mayer. We have Sipo Kazan Komalo. Um, so so we are just Spencer Kennedy, Nina, all of the team. We we just ready for souls in this time, and awesome. we we can't wait for the president to give us that first three hundred man. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, no, it'll be so good. Uh, awesome.
Awesome. As we end off, can we <laughs> just do, do me a huge favor and pray for everyone watching and listening, and uh, and then I'll also just end off with a prayer. Yeah. Look, before I pray, I just want to say that um, in the beginning of the year, God, like I said, every year on the first, for one other reason, I get a scripture. Mm. And I got a few this year. I got Joshua 1 verse 9. He says, I command you now to be strong and very courageous. Sure. It's a command to be strong and very courageous. Wherever you go, there I am with you. So I just want to encourage those people that wherever they are, their God is with them. Mm. You know, I, I prepared this message on the 1st of January and um, uh, the pastor's church that we were visiting at um, felt like I just had to do the, the, the tithe and the offerings. And I thought, okay, I'll do the tithe and the offerings. But I was so burned and God really wanted me to share this word with the people. But I didn't get the chance. But when we got to the, because the whole Jesus Collective came to visit the church. So after the service, we, we, we then had new, uh, again service again. And I said to them, this is what God told me. So I don't know what's coming, but let us prepare ourselves. Because yeah. I know when God speaks to me in, 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 on the 1st of Jan. And I said to them, this is what the word says. Then the word says, uh, Heinz, he says, then another scripture that I got was Ezekiel 47, 12. And on both sides of the river will, will grow fruit trees. And every month will be a new crop. Hmm. One for food, one for healing. Wow. <laughs> so yes, for provision, God's got us covered. Mm. For healing, God's got us covered. And then God gave me Isaiah 45, 3. He says, to the appointed Cyrus, he will level the mountains, give you the traces of darkness, Riches of secret places. Mm. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you. Now that plan, the enemy also knows. That's why he delays certain things, because he knows God's plan. Yeah. But we are in a season and time of life where God is about to give us riches of secret places that no one knows anything of. Then we had the retreat and it was the X, and where they were together in one place. And I said to the team, I'm almost feeling like we are going to be together, but not in a place. Mm. Then it. <laughs> you know? But I want to encourage everyone before I pray, just to know that your provision is already sorted. Amen. God only moves on belief, and we need to believe no matter what other people say, where your God now, God is not in a corner in this time. Mm. We just need to believe. Yeah. Because wherever we go, we need to be strong and courageous because wherever we go, there He is with us. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for the day that you've given us your grace, your mercy, your peace, your loving kindness. Thank you, Abba Father, that we could be the voice that goes into the earth. I pray, Abba Father, as we are in this unprecedented times, Abba Father, that you will give us strategic ways in this times, Abba Father, to, to come, Abba Father, humbly before your throne and ask you in a time of need, O oh God. I thank you for this opportunity once again, Abba Father. If there's people out there, Abba Father, who's going to 
stream and was streaming and is going to listen to this message of God. I pray that you will touch them at their needs, Abba Father. Yes. Your Father, the word says that you sang the other day, your word says the song, the lyrics of the song says, you look beyond our faults and you show our needs, O God. Mm. And I thank you, to Abba Father, that you are not looking at perfect people, Abba Father. Perfect, not perfect, Father, but we know we are chosen. We are unworthy, Abba Father, but we know we have been forgiven. Mm. Yes, Father, sometimes guilty, Abba Father, but we know we have been grace pardoned. Everything we have and everything we own, Abba Father, runs from the fountain of unending grace. And we thank you, Abba Father, that we are not that we are not worried about tomorrow because tomorrow looks after itself, so God. And we thank you today, Abba Father, that you will come, Abba Father, that you will release your healing power over the earth and over the nations, O oh God. I pray, Abba Father, no matter what the scientific rules and whatever they are saying, Abba Father, you remain God. You remain the ruler. Yes, Father. God. And we thank you tonight, Abba Father, that we are not going to suffocate, that we are not going to stand on a word from scientists. We are not going to stand on the word from, 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 from media, Father, but we're going to stand on your word, Abba Father. Your words, Father, says in Ezekiel 47, 12, that you will give us a new crop every month, O God. And I thank you today, Abba Father. We thank you, Abba Father. Your words also said that we need to be strong and very courageous because wherever we go, Father, no matter if we find ourselves in a depressed situation, you are there with us, Abba Father. Mm. We no matter find ourselves in a hospital bed, you are there with us, O oh God. We no matter if we find ourselves in a broken home, you are there with us, O oh God, because you are love and your love conquer everything, O oh God. And today we thank you, we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor for this opportunity. I'm so humbled and I'm so honored, O oh God, to be able to be that living testimony of God. Your word says, how will we overcome the enemy? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our living testimony. Yes. And thank you, Abba Father. It's not going to happen once I'm gone, but it's happening while I'm alive, O oh God. Because this remains the year yes. of your witness. This remains the year of your evidence. This remains the year of your overflow, O oh God. And I thank you tonight for, for today, for who you are, for what you've been doing in our lives, Abba Father. Father, less of us and more of you, O oh God. I pray for each and every person out there, Abba Father, in the industry of today, Abba Father, that needs to get new innovation, that needs to get new ideas, O oh God. I that this is your time, O oh God, that you will blow into our minds new innovation, O oh God. The last time there was innovation was the time when they invented the phone and the phones and all of these things, O oh God, the telephone and the planes. And this generation has been here now, our Father, has not invented. And so there's a lack of innovation, O oh God. And therefore, I pray that you will come, our Father, and come, our Father, bestow your knowledge upon us, O oh God. I pray that you will come, our Father, continue to bless us and to keep us safe, our Father. Father, I thank you, Father, for the invisible security, the security that we can't see, O oh God, when you move something out of our way not to harm us, O oh God, without us recognizing it, O oh God. And we thank you for this virus, whatever it goes, wherever we touch, Abba Father, when we clean, O oh God. Yes, Abba Father, it is invisible to us, O oh God, but thank you for the security, how you're protecting us. Thank you, Father, for the hedge of fire that you put around us. Thank you, Father, that you are keeping our family safe. Thank you that you are keeping our children safe, O oh God. Thank you, Abba Father, when our little ones goes to school, that you are protecting them, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for knowledge, I pray for wisdom for our governments, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. Bless us now, our Father. Keep us safe and keep us from harm in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for, for Hilton, for his marriage, for his family, his businesses and, and his ministry, the Jesus Collective. I thank you, Lord, that you keep on blessing, keep on giving wisdom, 
and guidance mm-hmm. and open doors and favor. We just bless them with favor as in their going in and going out. We call them the head and not the tail. And we know, Lord, that in all their ways they are blessed and, and that you are with them. Thank you that your angels are around them. Your yes, wall sir. of fire is around them, that you bless them with, uh, that, they are, that they can carry the, the armor of God and be covered by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you, Father, that we can bless them as they go out and keep doing what you've called them to do. I thank you for more open doors, more opportunities, more artists that love you to come on board and for the gospel to get out to more people. I thank you for souls. I thank you for lives impacted and changed for the kingdom. And I thank you, Lord, for that, that those changes will be will have ever will have long lasting effects, that there will be longevity in the souls that come to you and that it'll be real true conversions and that communities will be changed, households will be changed, families will be changed, marriages will be healed. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, my brother, for your time. Hey, bro, I really thanks. appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, God bless you. And I, I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, to being with you in one of those events again. Yeah, thank you, man. I was going to say, Thank you guys for joining us and uh, thank you for watching Love Unlocks. Please join us next week again. And, uh, and, and please share with your family and your friends. And remember that my wife and I are starting the Let's Talk Marriage, marriage Seminar. Join us for that. Get your tickets at Quicket. We hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.